front app gone from 200 grand in MRR to about 700 grand in MRR. They've been serving out 1700 customers paying on average 400 bucks per month. Gross margin is about 88%. Uh, customer churn in their cohorts that are paying less is about 3.5%, but they have net negative churn. So they're doing very well there. Team size has doubled up to 40 people. Again, founded uh, many, many years ago, now 28, really living a uh, exciting, exciting time for their business. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. This is episode 739. Coming up tomorrow morning, you'll learn how he helped over 20,000 people land a job via his recruiting tool. They raised over $4 million and they passed 200,000 bucks in monthly recurring revenue. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Matilda Collins. She is the CEO of Front, a SaaS company working on redesigning email for teams. She went to Y Combinator in the summer of 2014, and today Front has 40 employees and 1,700 customers. Matilda, welcome back. Are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. Thank you for having me again. Of course, of course, of course. So last time you were on, I think uh, you know we, we had a lot of fun, but that was almost, I want to say that was, what, about a year ago, right? Probably. Or, or somewhere around there. And I'm, yeah. and I'm trying to remember too, I'm trying to pull up those numbers. Yeah. So you, that was on uh, August or September, 2016. You were at 1200 customers. Then you're up at 1700. Now back then you had $13 million raised about a million dollars in 2015 revenue. The average customer was paying you about 200 bucks per month. So you had an MRR of about 240 grand. Your gross churn monthly was 3%. It was too early on CAC. You weren't spending a lot yet. And uh, really healthy economics team of 20 based in uh, out there in San Francisco. So update us. Where's the company today? So I think also we doubled the team. We're 40 now. Uh, we tripled our revenues. Um, and as you saw, we didn't triple the number of customers that we had because what we've noticed in the past year uh, and especially past two quarters is we have bigger and bigger companies using the product. Mm -hmm. And because one of the things that we want to make is information being less siloed in companies, the bigger the company is, the most relevant the product is. Uh, so that's the trend that we've seen, we've, but we kept growing. So your ARPU is increased significantly. Yeah, it yeah. is. So you said you tripled revenue. It was 242. What, you're now doing 700 grand in MRR? Yeah, not sure about the right number, but uh, yeah, we, we, we tripled uh, in the past 11 months. That's amazing. And I want to talk more about how you do that because it's really impressive. In terms of capital raised, still the same? Have you raised anything additional? No, still the same. We raised exactly a year ago, mm -hmm. uh, and we still have 80% of what we've raised. That's great. And remind me what that number was. It was 11 million? Uh, we raised 10 uh, for our Series A. But total capital you've raised is what? Total is um, 14. Okay. And of that 10, you just said you still have eight, 80% or about 8 million still in the bank. Yeah, a little bit over 8. What Are your VCs at the board meeting going, Matilda, spend our, you're growing. Spend our money uh, faster. It's not doing any good on in the bank. Yeah, so now it's become a joke at the board meeting. So I'm saying, <laughs> oh, we increased our burn rate by X percent. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is very scary. Um, but just kidding. Um, That's awesome. Uh, what, are you, what are you burning right now per month? Like 100 grand or something very little? Uh, very little. 250, I think. Got it. And most of that, I imagine, is headcount or is it variable marketing spend? 
Uh, mostly headcount, and okay. because we've been growing the team. So um, when I was in the show last time, it was 20 people, but we ended the year with maybe 22 people. So didn't hire much in 2016, uh, and then 40 now. So we've doubled the team in um, just a few months. Yeah, and then pulling that through too to average revenue per user per month with 1,700 customers doing 700 grand. You went from about a $200 ARPU. Now you're up to what about a $412 ARPU, right? Yeah. Per month. Now, I want to dive into, well, actually, before I dive into how you've tripled so quickly, because it's impressive. And, and for those of you that don't know what Front App is, maybe we should hit that as well, too. But uh, give us, give me an update on gross churn per month. Has that come down or where's that at now? Uh, so churn has always been very low. So we track net churn and it's always been negative. And so okay. it's remained negative. Um, and how we negative? Tra- uh, minus uh, 10%. Annually? Uh, monthly. Oh, great. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we track user churn, and that's always been around three and a half, four percent. So number of customers divided by uh, the churn divided by number of total customers. Yep. And uh, but what that's we see monthly, is right? yeah, that's monthly, yeah. Um, and it's mainly small customers. So our MR churn is very low, and that's why our net churn is negative. Yeah. So. Uh, it's it's been stable. Uh, it's not something that we're actively working on. Yep. No. I, look, that's really stable. And guys, I just want to reiterate that lesson in case you guys are like, oh my God, Nathan and Matilda, they're going through all these acronyms. I don't know what Nathan's talking about. Uh, what's happening? And I, I believe Matilda, correct me if I'm wrong. In, in your businesses, she's got a lot of like people that come in and pay very little per month, and so those people will churn off. Right. The ones that pay her more per month, which are teams with like may call it more than five or ten seats, are very very sticky. Which is why negative net churn is can be negative but gross customer churn which is just a number of customers without looking at what they pay per month right the gross customer churn can be negative three percent but you still have a healthy business that's tripled matilda is that right about right that's exactly right awesome 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 talk to me real quick we didn't we didn't ask about this last time uh what's your gross margin do you have any weird costs that we wouldn't know about or is it pretty high no not, not no weird cost like the only thing is amazon yeah. as every SaaS company but that's really the only thing for us so what's your margin at i mean 86 87 uh yeah 80 uh, 88. 88. That's great. Yeah. And we jumped right into the numbers because we have a history and we know each other, but I, I don't want to take my audience for granted who's new. So what does FrontApp do? Uh, so FrontApp is the easiest way to manage a shared inbox as a team. And a shared inbox is an email address like support at contact at or a Twitter account, Facebook account, a Twilio number. Um, and basically, we just make that easy to centralize everything in one place and have several people managing incoming inquiries. There you guys have it. Let's talk about this growth because it's impressive. How did you triple MRR to seven from two hundred forty grand to seven hundred grand in, in you know twelve months? Um, so we did two things. Uh, one is we lended and expanded. So of I think over a third of our growth. Uh, net of churn is coming from existing customers that have been upgraded to uh, either new plans or just adding new teams. Uh, So for example, we work with HubSpot. HubSpot HubSpot started with one team on from their customer success team. And now they have about, I don't know, 14, 15 teams on front. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that has been um, driven by our customer success team. Um, And the second thing that we're doing is we have a marketing team now. So it's been five months since we have three people in the marketing team. So we've done more co-marketing, more advertising, more content. Which advertising channels are working most effectively for you? AdWords. Really? That's, yeah. 
Um, we, yeah, yeah, it's it's mostly the only one that works as well. Yeah. And what are you spending per month on paid acquisition? Would you say? Uh, 15k okay and what do you measure what's important for you are you measuring like new trials or marketing qualified leads or do you just go right to how many new paying customers did that 15k drive uh we track sqls so sales qualified leads okay. uh, and those are mostly trials so even if we've diversified the source of the leads so for example someone signing up for a webinar is now uh, a lead that could be a sales qualified leads um, the trials are still like the number one source for revenues and how many trials do you need to convert one kind of new paying company or new company new business uh, so seven trials. Okay. I mean, that's pretty effective. And how long does it take you? I mean, walk me through that process after your marketing team spends the money or you get organic inbound, you get seven trials. What happens after that? Um, so there are two scenarios, either it's an enterprise company and then the sales cycle will be pretty long, a few months, uh, or it's not. And it's an SMB or mid market company. We have a two week trial. Um, so the goal is for a salesperson to help our trials get set up because at the end of the day if your account is set up in the right way there is a very high chance that you might convert mm -hmm. um, and in those cases the sales cycles are just three weeks so a uh, two-week trial that we sometimes extend and so that's why it's uh, and sometimes it takes a few days to make a decision but that's really mainly it um, enterprise for us is new so we're now the sales cycle is a bit longer mm -hmm. um, but historically, 95% of our customers close in three weeks. Why are people using you guys over Slack? Uh, so Slack is good for synchronous communication. So I want to tell you, uh, do you want to have lunch with me? Then Slack is great. But front is better for asynchronous communication. And asynchronous means every communication that you're having externally, so not internally, should happen on front. You will not chat with your leads, your customers, your candidates on Slack. That's why you use front. Um, and, and even with your team, sometimes you shouldn't write a Slack message because it can be distracting. And so if I want to ask you what holidays are you planning on having this year, I'd rather send you an email rather than distracting you on Slack. So okay, let me, me rephrase. That, that's really helpful. So let me ask another question. Um, why would somebody choose Front over Intercom? Um, so that's a better question. I think. <laughs> um, let me rephrase that. You're, you, more, you compete more with Intercom than Slack. Uh, we do, yeah. but Intercom founders are very good friends of mine, so we try to love each other as much <laughs> as we can. Uh, but I think the main reason is uh, Intercom is good for customer communication, but what, what we're trying to do is having more of your communication, so customer success, product, sales on front. And on Intercom, you don't usually have your sales team. You'll use Yesware or Tautap, which will make information siloed. And Got so it. the whole point of Front is uh, it's an email client and everyone as you, at your company already use Gmail. So let's take what's great about Income, which is the collaboration that's enabled and the delightfulness of the app. Um, and let's make that with Gmail because everyone is using it. And so now you have companies where customer success teams can collaborate with a product team that can collaborate with a sales team that can collaborate with a support team. And every time you're interacting with someone, you have the whole history of what happened cross teams with that person. Do you find people like HubSpot will buy you plus Intercom plus like, yeah. like, are you part of a stack people are buying or will people replace these guys with you? 
Um, so I don't think they were biased. I think at the end of the day, our mission is to no, no, no. Sorry, not acquire you. I mean, I mean, as oh. a as HubSpot as a customer of you, are they buying a a marketing stack, or are they just buying front app and that's going to replace Intercom and other tools they might use? No. So that's the second option that you said. So most of the time, they will use front to replace. In some cases, email half of the time. Okay. In other cases help desk solutions and income is part of the help desk. Name, name a few of those. Zendesk, Desk, Freshdesk, Help Scout, et cetera. Got it. Interesting. So so now I'll go to where your brain already was, which is interesting and telling. Uh, if HubSpot comes to you and writes you, uh -huh. so what, you're doing 700 grand per month, so that's what about a, called a $9 million AR, give you a great multiple because you're healthy, so let's do 10x. So let's say they offer you $95 million for the company. Do you sell? No. What's the number? Uh, I don't know. The truth is, I think it really depends on uh, the confidence that you have in the business. At the end of the day, I know that I'm not saying I will never sell, but I think I will sell when I'm not as confident as today that Front could be a huge business. Yeah. And so that's why there is no number I can um, tell you right now where I would say. Also, another thing is Front makes me very happy. And I think that has no price. I can tell and you have great energy. Thank you. Um, it's also because I'm going back to France in a few hours. Where, where, where are you right now? Uh, I'm in San Francisco right now, but I'm going. I'll be in Paris uh, in 24 hours. Is that where your that's home? Yes. What's your team size over there compared to in San Francisco? Zero. We don't have a team in Paris. I'm just visiting. Oh, very cool. That'll be exciting. Yeah. And yeah. how old are you? Give us some context here. Uh, 28. Love it. Such a cool story. And for people that didn't hear your first interview, how, how, when did you launch Front and how did you get into the space? Uh, so we launched two years and nine months ago, I Okay, think. so 2015, early 2015? Yeah. And um, what, uh, how did I enter? I mean, the thing is, the reason I started this company is because I wanted people to be happier at work. And mm -hmm. so I thought I will both create a company where I hope people will enjoy coming to work every day and work on a product that would change how people work. Yeah. And so I wanted to do a SaaS product. I was using email to get work done. And so that's what I wanted to change uh, in people's life at work. Because mm -hmm. most knowledge workers are using their inbox most of their day. Yep. Um, this is going to be, I think, a hard question for you because I don't think you think like this, but I'm going to try and force you to and see what happens um a lot of people when they're where you're at and i can sense the energy right there's a lot of optimism everything's going well due to do a lot of, and the, the example i can think here is mark cuban right when he sold his company to yahoo he was on a high but he immediately protected his downside by selling basically put options to goldman and then when yahoo stock crashed right he still made billions of dollars when he would have made almost like very very little if he held onto the stock so he even in a time when he was super optimistic right after a sale right he still protected his downside how as a founder who's part of a SaaS company that's well funded eight million in the bank tripling every every you know 14 months right could probably do anything how do you think about creating some personal wealth for yourself so you can be happy no matter what happens with the company moving forward um, so to be honest, I've not thought about it yet because the company is still very young and we just raised a Series A and it's very rare that founders would uh, cash out any money uh, during their Series A. So I guess the 
also one thing to know about me is I've never had a lot of money and always been very happy. Yeah. So I, of course I, I care um, about making money at a point, but it's not like a huge priority for me. So right now I'm confident at least that we can do a series B. Mm -hmm. uh, with, and I think that's probably the moment when I'll think about putting some money aside. So, so can I be specific there? When you go raise a series B, maybe you'll say, hey, I have X percent of the company. I'll sell 5% of my shares and put a little bit of money to safety for, you know, when I'm 80 years old and don't want to work anymore. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Very cool. Um, are you raising right now? No. Because we still have an 8 million. So You're smiling. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Just because you have a lot of money in the bank doesn't mean you don't have investors writing you term sheets, right? If you're tripling every 11 months, you have some inbound. Yeah, no, I, I do have some inbound. I have a lot of inbound, <laughs> but I think um, we can still do better. And so I'd rather wait till um, probably the end of the year and yeah. make more progress and prove more things. Uh, for example, enterprise is new for, new for us. And so I want to see if that's scalable or not. Um, and then I think we'll be in a better position to raise. Um, Entrepreneur.com has recently brought me on. So I've started writing for them and doing a lot of content with them. I, I'm curious about this. I recently did an article. It did really well, like 6,500 shares. I know you shared it a ton. You were part of that list. Did, were you yeah. actually, because people always obsess about press and then sometimes it creates a spike and sometimes it doesn't. And it's just a lot of noise. Was that actually helped? I mean, did you see a, a movement in your business that day when that thing went live or is it just a nice to have? Uh, no, I, I see some movement, but I think what uh, people expect is different from what happens. So I think with press, people expect that they will have customers and people going to their website, etc. What we see is it triggers the interest of candidates and investors. That was that what press is good, at least for us. Um, is that specifically what you saw that day that article went live? Is you just yeah. saw more inbound people wanting to work for you or investors or things like that? Yeah, and then it's just a good reason to reach out and saying, congrats, by the way, let's keep that conversation going about that's raising your next round. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year -year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This that database, I keep it to myself. It's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. All right, guys, I talked about this earlier, but I schedule like so many meetings, it would blow your mind. I mean, all my podcast interviews, right? Hundreds of entrepreneurs I talk to monthly. I schedule, and you know what? I do it so efficiently. I get them all to agree to my calendar. So all the calls are back to back to back. That means I'm not switching in between tasks all day long. I get them to batch so that can be very efficient. It's so critical. I use a tool called Acuity Scheduling to do this at NathanLacka.com forward slash schedule. It eliminates the back and forth between me and people I'm trying to meet with. It makes it very simple. And most importantly, they help me keep my no-show rate very low because they send out reminders. Helps you look very professional. So go to NathanLacka.com forward slash schedule to sign up and you get a great deal. You know, you guys know this. I hit people hard. I make great deals and Gavin is CEO has given us a great deal. If you sign up like normal people, okay, on their website, you only get a 14-day free trial. If you use my link, nathanmica.com forward slash schedule, you get 45 days free, okay? It's the best, it's free. 
Go to nathanlacken.com forward slash schedule right now to sign up and I'll see you there. Very cool, Matilda. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, business book, uh, zero, uh, zero to one. Zero to one, good one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, Patrick Collison, as always. Uh, uh, Stripe? Yes. Yep. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like besides your own, uh, like maybe Acuity Scheduling? Um, I've been, um, I think Slack is the honest answer. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, eight and a half. Oh, very good. Okay. And, uh, current situation, married, single, do you have kids? Uh, I have a boyfriend that I've been dating for seven years now. Wow. Okay. So not married and no kids, no. but in a relationship. Exactly. Okay. And you said you're 28. So last question, take us back eight years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Uh, I think um, I wish it knew that uh, it would be hard uh, to start this company. And I think when I'm chatting with you, it seems easy. Yeah. And I think I want to remind people that it's not easy and I'm struggling every day. Um, and I think if I had known it before, that would, that would have prevented me from thinking every day, oh, is it normal to be that hard? Yeah. Um, and I think it's easy in 15 minutes to just highlight the things that are going well. But um, it sh people that are struggling should still be super motivated because that's what everyone goes through. There you guys have it from Matilda. She's got a ton of energy because she's about to go back to Paris in 24 hours but she's also happy because her business has tripled over the past 11 months that's front app gone from 200 grand in mrr to about 700 grand in mrr they've been serving out 1700 customers paying on average 400 bucks per month gross margin is about 88 percent uh, customer churn in their cohorts that are paying less is about 3.5 percent but they have net negative churns so they're doing very well there team size has doubled up to 40 people again founded uh, many many years ago now 28 really uh, living a uh, exciting exciting time for their business matilda thank you so much for taking us to the top Thank you so much. If you enjoyed Matilda today, go back and listen to Mariano yesterday. Many are asking, is he the future of design collaboration? 1,200 customers and 3 million in revenues are saying yes, yes, and yes.